Kasha! This is Michelangelo, aka Greg Sipes. You're listening to Ninja Turtle Power Hour. That's what's up! Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. I'm Cody Tuckett. And I'm Mike Templeton. And guys, we, we finished the next mutation. We, we finished Ooh. another series. That's the most excited you've been in weeks. <laughs> it feels good. It feels good. Not just because <laughs> I never have to watch the show ever again. Uh, but, you know, because this is like one of those things in Ninja Turtles that I hadn't quite dipped my toes into yet. And... Uh, now, now I finished it. I'm done. With well, it. actually, be- before you before you jumped into the Discord, uh, Cody had uh, floated the idea of doing a rewatch with the sound off because Keith has been rewatching Power Rangers with the sound off, and he says it's a transformative experience. So we all agreed we're yeah. gonna do the next next mutation with the sound off to really yeah, see dig deep into the series. Well, you know what we, call we... It the next mutation. We'll do that after yeah. we've covered all of the mutation other TV shows. And mutation, you know. Well, Spencer, we voted, and it's a three-to-one vote, so yeah. democracy. <laughs> so we're going to have to put off the 2003 uh, <laughs> reviews just a, yeah, just yeah. a little bit just a little bit longer. Just a little and then bit longer. We're also going to do, it's like Mario Kart Mirror Mode, where we're going to watch it forwards, and then we're going to watch it backwards <laughs> and flipped. Just you to watch it in all the 150cc? Yeah. And, yes. and, in, and in black and white, because I heard, I heard the black and white version is really cool. With manual transmission, got it. All right. Uh, speaking of Power Rangers in the background, they're pulling out Titanus. All these bottle rockets. This lobster's screwed, man. <laughs> so good. Anyway, Spencer, what are we doing tonight, man? Tonight, we are covering episodes 24, 25, and 26 of Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation. So that's Sewer Crash, Enemy of My Enemy, and Who Needs Her? Yes. Three, what we can call the finale, final episodes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation. You know, and honestly, I was kind of surprised, but at the end of the day, I'm not really surprised that it ended how it ended. <laughs> it ended it, yeah. not with a bang, but a fart. Well, I mean... A fart is a type of bang. Actually, it, I'm, that's true. I'm rewriting the order in my... The, the, the enemy of my enemy should have been the last episode. I, I think it was... Like I, it, it had end, to have I, been intended as the final episode. Yeah, there's no uh, way because that. Cause well, when you know you're what, saying, you know what, guys, that's a uh, second time around discussion. Yeah, yeah. Let's First, let's start telling some stories. The ancient one did tell me a story. I think you guys would want to hear about Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it. So my episode number twenty-four, Sewer Crash. This episode came out on May 13th of 1998. It was written by Dan Clark and Michael Mayhew. While Don is sitting on his computer, Silver somehow hypnotizes him into stealing for him. When Don hears the word banana, he snaps in and out of the hypnosis. Don goes out in the middle of the night and steals stuff for Silver for a few nights before Raph finally decides something fishy is happening and investigates. He follows Don to one of the heists and confronts him. Silver butts in and gets away, and Don remains under his control. 
Afraid that Raph will spoil anything after knowing what Silver is up to, Silver sets a trap. Don tells Raph that this whole thing is a scheme to get Silver arrested and has Raph come with him to set up a camera. When they get into Silver's hideout, the trap is sprung. Raph is bowling through mobsters and in the chaos, discovers that the code word to snap Don in and out of hypnosis is banana. After a whole lot of shouting the word banana, Raph and Don trash Silver and leave. The end. Riveting storytelling. Next up is Enemy of My Enemy. Original air date May 14th, 1998, written by Rhonda Smiley. Our episode opens with Venus and Donatello arguing over the preferred methods of finding enlightenment. Up on the streets, Splinter is making his way downtown to the sewers when he happens upon a gang of youths mugging a homeless man. Splinter makes short of the ruffians and finds out that this helpless victim is his arch nemesis, Oroku Saki. Back in the lair, the turtles are upset that Splinter has brought their old foe back and wants to rehabilitate him. They finally relent to allow Splinter to keep Saki in the lair with them, but pledging to protect him at all costs. In the dragon lair, Wick tells Dragonlord of the Golden Shuriken, a relic full of battle magic that has passed down to ninja masters over the years, and that its last known owner was a bum named Shredder. Saki awakens from his mugging and immediately goes to attack Leonardo when Splinter helps pacify him with some tea. Saki is upset over his predicament, being helped by his hated enemies, when Splinter suggests that they perform some menial tasks as a way to find peace. As they're raking trash in the sewer, the evil rank attacks and Shredder escapes. The turtles defeat them and go to look for Saki. Splinter catches up with Saki in a junkyard where they spar together. Splinter accuses Saki of stealing the golden shuriken from Saki when he denies having it and leaves in a, angrily, immediately revealing that he has the golden shuriken and pledging revenge. In the lair, Venus and Donatello continue their fight over the best way to meditate, and Splinter demands that everyone go back to the junkyard to go find Shredder. As Saki crawls into the laundromat to hide, Dragonlord finds him and demands the golden shuriken from him, and they fight. The turtles and Splinter break in and begin to even the odds. After defeating the rank with some of Venus's Mandarin itching powder, Splinter finds the golden shuriken on the ground, having been dropped during the fight. But before they can celebrate, the evil Shredder attacks and steals it back one last time, restarting their old rivalry once more. The end. Lastly, we have my episode, Who Needs Her? Air date May 15th, 1998, that's 25 years ago. Written by Rhonda Smiley. We open in the lair with Venus meditating. The turtles are each doing their own stuff. Baker Mikey, Raph and Leo training, Donnie on the web. Venus is trying to cast a togetherness spell for the turtles to be as one. The spell sucks the turtles together and they are stuck together. The turtles harass her from the turtle pile and Venus leaves the lair hurt. We are then treated to various flashbacks as the turtles think of Venus. Yep. It's a clip show. The staff of Bukai and that whole deal. Van Mi and her heart, the best episode of the show. Raph and Leo still manage to fight while stuck in the turtle pile. We switch to Venus, frustrated in the sewers and running into the dragon rink. The turtles are back in the lair, blaming Venus for getting them involved with Bone Steel. They remember when they first met Venus and she kicked all their shells. Meanwhile, Venus has been overwhelmed and captured by the dragon rink. Back at the lair, Splinter in pajamas uses the tablecloth like he is a bullfighter to capture the spell inside of the blanket and then wrestle with it. After many sound effects, Splinter destroys the spell. Splinter explains that the, Splinter explains that the togetherness spell was intended for those that you love, so Venus really loves the turtles. 
He tells them how Venus was captured. The turtles set off to save their shinobi. The turtles are feeling guilty for driving her away, remembering risking her life to save Splinter from the Dream World and Dragon Lord, realizing all she ever tried to do was help everyone, wanting to help the good dragon, save the blind guy. The turtles are moping sadly through the sewer and fondly remember all her language and expression errors, such as calling the sewer a toilet. The turtles finally run into the dragon rank, transporting Venus to the dragon lair. The turtles then remember when Silver locked her in the bank vault with a bomb. Venus then surprises the turtles. She's broken free. They have a happy reunion. The end. Old television. That's it. We did it. We did it. Thank God. <laughs> it's over. The nightmares are over. <laughs> Wait, well, I, still, I thought you liked the show. I still have to talk about it for the next hour. <laughs> Yeah, Behind Closed Doors, Spencer sings an entirely different tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, if only you could see, if only you could see our DMs. You, On you to the heard. second time around. Hey, nice junk. No, my, my wife got a good laugh when uh, Who Needs Her came on, and I was just like, oh, no, you've got to be kidding me. Like, they start, they start, like, reminiscing, like, Mikey looks at the cake, and there's that thing with venus and i was just like oh no oh no it's a clip yeah show. see i remember a long time ago we were talking about if the show had a clip show i was like oh i know it does because the last episode is a clip show i specifically remember like sitting and watching it when when i had it on at the comic shop i didn't realize that there was also another clip show in this season which is crazy but yeah <sighs> this clip show was a better clip show i think they did it in a way that i don't know it kind of worked for me Two, two clip shows though in one season like when they had, had to have been running out of money they okay. had to stash a good clips well i mean we talked about this, that at the beginning uh of this of this journey was that like this show was really expensive for saban to produce because they're yeah. you know they had to license the turtles and they had to shoot all this footage it wasn't like power rangers where they only had to do half of it Keep in yeah. mind the qualifier here is it was really expensive for Saban. They did not. It was not actually yeah, I mean, expensive. Yes, that is that is a very important <laughs> distinction to make. This was very important. This was very expensive for Saban to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, among kids' television, it probably was one of the more expensive shows because, like, I mean, the costumes, I mean, yes. If you think that, about it, you have you have like seven or eight, you know, animatronic characters. Yeah, like you know, the head. even like the suit, like if you have like a coat and it rips, whatever, you sew it together. Like if you bust a turtle suit, you're screwed. So like well, yeah, that alone, as we saw, like, as we saw in the last episode where Venus has a hole in her armpit. <laughs> yeah. I noticed Michelangelo had one this episode, too. Anyway, this is all this is all later stuff. We're on the second time around for sewer crash right now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I was. That's why I was bringing that up. So. In that first scene in Silver's hideout, did they not dub the audio of like Silver and his gangsters because it's quiet so, and it also and it also like sounds like a guy is talking inside of a mask. So yeah, I was going to mention that like it it sounds like because it's not just it's not just the first scene. I think it's like a later scene too mm-hmm. where Silver and and his goons like like corner the like they come out and talk to. Um, Raph and Donatello. It sounds like Silver's voice is coming out of the yeah, suit. It, it's more muffled than it normally is. Yeah, that's the like weird I, thing I, with the show. There's some scenes where it's like they they clearly dubbed it, and there's other scenes where like they couldn't have dubbed that, and so then it just like messes with your brain. 
I, and that's the thing is like, I don't think Gary Chalk who plays silver, like I don't think he ever would have been in the suit. <laughs> Does he have a, like, a different suit actor listed like in the credits? Uh, no, unfortunately, like there's no, there, I mean, there might be in the credits, but there's nothing like nothing to say. Like this is, this is the suit actor. Like we, like we knew for the others, it's like, it just lists Gary Chalk. So maybe he was in the suit. But it only yeah, says mean, he's the voice of Silver. Silver suit is more masky, so it's not. Maybe it's not as cumbersome to wear. Yeah, it is just a suit and a monkey Halloween mask. Versus like, I Dr. think I'm Queen friends with Gary or... Chalk on Facebook. I'm gonna ask him. <laughs> wow, can All we right. revisit some trauma in your past? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Do you remember being? Tell a us monkey about the lowest man? paying job you ever had. <laughs> We we have some questions for you, but please don't listen to us talk about them on our show. Yeah. I, I feel like in hindsight, them. though, it's got to be one of the funnest jobs they've ever had. All these people, yeah. Like yeah, I, I can't just... imagine they look back on these and they're not like, you know what, that was fun as hell. Like mm-hmm. this ridiculous time in my life. Come on. I just watched the credits, and there's not another like voice actor or suit actor listed. It's just Gary Chalk. Yeah. So, see. Yeah. I, I, I'm I also, I think one of the, the thugs might have been Bone Steel. Um, like, those are the two I, main I thugs, and there's like one that. extra. There's the one other thug that has a line. I swear it's. Uh, oh, who is the actor that was Bone Steel? The, the listeners should know Keith, as we're watching these, always has various, like, kind of crackpot theories. It's true. Yeah. No, I just. <laughs> the thing is, like, I've said this before, like, as the show's gone on, I've found less and less to like. So I'm just trying to, like, keep it interesting for myself, I think, is what's happening. He watches the show <laughs> yeah. with a magnifying glass, I'm convinced. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's you know, it's an incredibly valuable thing for this podcast. Well, I'm sorry <laughs> to disappoint you, Keith, but it was not famed Canadian voice actor Scott McNeil. Who is it? Uh, it is actually just the other normal one. Uh <laughs> uh, played by John uh, John Tench, uh, so it's Dick and Mick. Dick and Mick are the two that are in this episode. No, I'm saying Mick there's is... Dick, there's Dick and Mick, and then at one then point there's... a third guy comes out. But who's the third guy? The third guy is um, not Scott McNeil. <laughs> uh, those are the, the monkey, the monkey thieves. Because the third one. The third named one is Clarence. So it's Dick, Mick, and Clarence. And Clarence has a purple hat, but we haven't seen him in a in a while. Man, so in fact, it says the... his last episode, he's only in two episodes, Silver and Gold and Windfall. Man, I can't believe we forgot to note Clarence's last appearance in this show. That's, right. <laughs> That's why I'm here to help. Uh, but yeah, no, you're, you're right there, because there are three later on in the episode but uh, maybe maybe it was scott mcneil in a I lot of swear it's scott mcneil but michael dobson who plays uh leonardo is mm-hmm. um you can see his face as mick the one in the orange hat it's it's so weird seeing hearing leo's voice come out of his face like it's so yeah. it's it's weird and delightful how charming like something like that is when you're used to just like a turtle man yeah all right, are we moving on to Enemy of My Enemy then? Yes. So, Enemy of My Enemy. So, Roku Saki seems like a character right out of the Mirage comics. <laughs> you son of a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd spent all 
season building up to that show. (laughs) (laughs) And you stole it from me, Keith. Uh, I was born for this moment. Oh, (laughs) man. You stole that. um, Months of planning and uh, build up. so you'll notice in you'll notice have noticed in my uh recap i at no point said that splinter or shredder was an amnesiac as i had headcanoned apparently (laughs) yeah well there's there's some points like it it almost is like that like i think that's i think doesn't know what's going on i think well he knows what's going on the entire time he's surprised that there's more monsters yeah, like, like it's weird. He didn't like, know about Dragon Lord, but he's like, but he knows who he is the whole time. He knows who Splinter is. Like, there's never a point where he's he's just a helpless man who, you know, Splinter's like, oh, okay, like I'm going to make a good version of Orokusaki. Like I mean, he's just there's like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm gonna he, anchovies. <laughs> well, no, no, it's, this, it's just, this is an anchovy. This this is an anchovy. It's just oh, it, I know. I'm just I'm just yeah. acknowledging that I had headcanoned the wrong thing for 25 years. Yeah. So I could see where you got tricked into that because like there's definitely moments where it it's like why isn't he like trying to kill them? You know, like what why is he hanging yeah. out with them? You know, like what what are you what are you doing? <laughs> well, I think he I think he realized that he's outmatched. And well, he's got I the think, golden shuriken. Well, yeah, he does. And and that's that's another question. Like, does he? realize how powerful the golden shuriken is like because it's not yeah. until the very end of the episode where he does a technique that seems to have come from it like he's got that like that not an actual fireball but like the fireball from the street fighter like the jean-claude van damme movie where they do an adukin and that it's like the screen flashes mm-hmm. it's like we get we get like a kind of a cheap looking fireball effect in this yeah they just they handled it in such a uh, interesting way. I can totally understand why, like you, you had canon that because it makes total yeah. sense. I mean, yeah, granted too. That I was eleven, so yeah. that just yeah, made eleven sense year old Mike wasn't then. the brightest kid. I mean, come on, Hell, thirty no, no eight year old Mike is still isn't too bright. So, um, Raph calls Shredder a cheese grater, which I thought was a good reference to like the origin of the character. Um, he also at one point he does pick up his size staff. They're standing around in a lair. He picks it up. It's put together. So we have seen in the show. Um, and the only other thing is that I have is that Splinter and Shredder say that they fought hundreds, maybe thousands of times. Yeah, that doesn't. It like, doesn't add up though. They've they've met like once. Well, it also <laughs> depends like movie, what, yeah. what yeah. what they're really attaching this to. Yeah, it very much seems if... like the movie chron- chronology. So I mean, they yeah, say Splinter the eighty seven is... cartoon. He says that Splinter is Yoshi's pet rat, though, which is movie and comic book kind of continuity. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, he says they fought thousands of times, which if we're watching the movies, it only really happened like once. Yeah. Maybe twice, you know. like Which is which is also weird, too, that like they only call him Yoshi. They never say uh, Hamato Yoshi. I just yeah, I just it was kind of strange. Like, yeah. And like Wick knows Yoshi. Or knows of Yoshi. I don't know. It just it just felt weird that they didn't say, you know, Hamato Yoshi. And even Splinter just says Yoshi at one point. Yeah, I mean that's that's he's his master Yoshi. It makes sense, you know, to call him that. But he doesn't say Master Yoshi. He just calls him Yoshi, and it's like that's that feels weird. 
Maybe, maybe, maybe they're counting all the times that Shredder just went in and just like punched Splinter while he was tied up. You know, like like every <laughs> thousands of times went in there yeah. and punched him. It was like thousands of times, and he's like, "Those are all fights, man." I when he's, ca- when he's captured in the, in the movie, <laughs> yeah, those all count. Those all count. It's those not count. an honorable fight, but it is a I've fight. I won. I've won again. Yeah, <laughs> he needed like the the ego boost. You know, he has to beat up teenagers and tied up rats so that he can like feel good about himself. Right. Yeah, but yeah. who doesn't enjoy beating up teenagers? True. Uh, Casey Jones when he accidentally kills them. No, yeah, yeah, good point. That was yeah. a quick answer. Jeez. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> you had that. You were there ready. Locked, locked in the barrel. I don't know, dude. That, that was just an impactful issue for me when I read it. Yeah, the, I can tell. Back in the day. All right. Anything All right. else for enemy of my enemy? I, I think we're good. And do you think we we covered everything for who needs her? Or did someone have some more stuff to say about that? Oh, did I have one thing. Who needs her? Oh man. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It's, I mean, it's a clip show. Yeah, you know, like go go listen to the other you know fifteen episodes that we've done on this show and, <laughs> and kind of splice that together. Yeah, that would be fun. So this think, is the last episode, both in airing order and in production order. This is definitely the last episode. Who needs? And her? it's kind of wild yeah. that like this was the final appearance of the turtles until two thousand three. Yeah, like, on screen. Yeah, on screen. Wild. But uh, yeah, it's also, I mean, pretty much the final appearance of Venus de Milo, unless you count. Well, I mean, we do count Venus in, in the IDW comics. Um, but yeah, she wouldn't appear again until until then, until just a cu- like a year ago. Yeah, yeah there's that like, like that little reference in 2012. Like they paint her on the side of a, the van or something, right? Yeah, she's on the or side of the party wagon. Like yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not it doesn't it's a green woman. Yeah, it just says and Venus. It says Venus. But yeah, what a what a way to end this show. I mean, honestly, in my I'm head not... canon though, the Shredder one is the end episode. Ooh. Yeah, the only one that makes sense. I I I have some I love later. You're gonna like, I think, Cody. Alrighty then, let's uh, get into anchovies. Okay, let's get let's get through what we don't like then. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing, and you're in big trouble. Okay, I can't let you know. Sewer Crash. This is one of those episodes where it feels like, and then it just kind of ends. Yeah. <laughs> they like, don't resolve the brainwashing. What dream of an episode. Yeah, it does not feel resolved at all. Like, he, technically, he still has the hypnosis that he's under, right? Unless, like he just, well, they, Yeah, like, they just walk out of there. No, just, I like, took it as, like, because they're, they're bananaing him, like, uh, frantically, right? They're doing, like, the banana, 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 banana. I feel like, yeah. in my mind... They broke it because they did it so much it overloaded him and like it wiped it. That that's probably the best answer for what happened. Yeah. Um to me it just seemed like I don't know, they'd lost track of how many times they said banana. Silver says banana one last time and thinks that he's aha, I did it, and then Don just turns on him and hits him, and then they're just like, Let's just run away. Yeah. <laughs> for the love of God, don't show but, him a banana because sometimes seeing a banana is what triggers it. Oh yeah. the the golden banana looks so cheap and flimsy like <laughs> so, yeah like they painted like tin foil or something right. also like at the beginning of the episode it just does not feel clear like how the hypnotism works or what exactly like when exactly he's in and out of it it, it just felt so unclear of i don't know it just sometimes it seemed like he was under control after like he'd said banana but then like 
later on someone else has said banana but he no one had said banana but then he like wakes up and is like well, how did i get here and anyway it just until later well, on in the episode it felt like i said super unclear about how this exactly yeah. worked it might please you to learn that uh so I was curious and I actually counted the amount of times that they all said banana so that I could track whether or not Donatello was still hypnotized at the end. No, you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. I no did. Way. So I a total, <laughs> they say, they say banana a total of 27 times. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I, you're making in the up. end, you're, Donatello you're is still. So an enemy of my enemy um <laughs> wait, wait what he's still <laughs> he's still under the hypnosis i knew uh, it. he's still under the hypnosis oh man i knew it i knew it i didn't understand how silver could program a computer to hypnotize a ninja turtle but also didn't know how to spell banana <laughs> wouldn't that have been like the second thing i don't know anyway i mean i mean how does how does don even know his will in the first place like when he's just like i will obey your will and it's like how, he hasn't even seen Silver, knew he was messaging him. How does he Yeah. How does he know who he's obeying? Like was there commands on the computer we just didn't see, I guess? Uh um, yeah, kind of like, the, silver like the Matrix writing yeah. where you can't really see it. Did you say wait, well, did you say the silver episodes kind of suck? Well, he's in like three of them. They've all kind of been bad. How dare you? You sir? know, I think I think this one wasn't that good. Some of the other ones are all right, in my opinion, but the lotto but, ticket one and what was the first one? I, fair enough. I guess it was really the first one. Silver and gold, I think, was the one that was like, all right, this isn't bad. What even happened in that one? I can't uh, remember. But that's that's when they like were like good episodes of the series is when you can't remember. <laughs> yeah. It's all blurring together for me. It's all just a bunch of whooshes yeah. and, and shell quakes <laughs> and, and Yoink. cuts to them driving places. Yeah. We did get a shell quake in this episode. Yeah. Um, my, my last major complaint for this is Raph gets defeated by an alligator clip. Like, Donatello just like puts one on his finger, like just pinches down on his finger it, with it's electrified. So it's weird. electrified. Like yeah, like it, it shocks though, like, him. It was it, no, it, it, it was him? electrified. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He t- he tells he he gets shocked. Like you can hear that there's was, a sound effect for it. I think that was not a very then then do like a shock action. Don't just be like ow. No, I mean they. I, I think <laughs> they literally say yeah. so. Like um oh, he's like ow. It shocked me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like it. It was obvious to me i'm not an yeah i was gonna say like but... yeah like i understood it that he was getting shocked so okay well it, i don't know to me it felt like he wasn't but anyway that's just me <laughs> also alligator clips those are if they, they do they hurt get your skin man i mean yeah like like that would hurt to pinch yourself in for sure <laughs> but but i feel like it wouldn't be as as debilitating as it was especially for the very brief time it was on his finger anyway well, i mean he's a sensitive mutant turtle you know yeah, yeah. I, don't, I could actually see it though. Like, even if you're in the heat of battle, like if it's just like, you know, I'm gonna side with Wrath. Yeah. But he was you'd getting be, shocked. You'd be like, "Ow!" But, but then you like shake it off or rip it off or something. And that turtles would don't be, but... turtles don't have adrenaline. So I think it's so weird okay. that he like he gets shocked by it and it like it's it's on his finger and it de- like incapacitates his entire body like he's not being restrained well like no 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 like if if current is going through your body you do freeze thing. 
Yeah. No, like, right, he, but he's like but, is he, but is he getting shocked that badly? Yeah, yeah. They didn't say like it's like ten thousand volts or anything. I, I mean I, I mean if you think about it really, point. if it's passing through his arm, you know, and is going to his feet, that's how it would paralyze, you know, his whole body. Like to you know to get to ground, then then it's I mean, got to have stopped his heart. You know he had to have stopped. His okay, heart. fine. That's I'm not going to argue with the electrician. Here, okay? <laughs> I have an electrician question, actually, Spencer. One time, I was touching a fuse box on machine without really knowing it, and my my arm was going numb. How dangerous is that? Uh, you know, as long as it's not the current isn't passing through your heart, it's not going to stop your heart. Uh, but you know, it's a little dangerous. Okay, I also have a question. Now, right? I was mixing chemicals in my lab and I was struck by lightning. <laughs> how dangerous so is that? how can I touch the speed force now? You know, we haven't gone to that unit yet in my classes, but uh <laughs> the speed force unit okay. of OSHA. That sounds we'll, legitimate. Yeah. We'll put a pin in it and then we'll come back, okay? Okay. Stay tuned, listeners, for a future episode where we'll discuss that. All right. Episode 25, Enemy of My Enemy. So, yeah, I'm disappointed. <laughs> my headcanon was a better idea. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, like how, how, did, how did Venus make Shredder a homeless man that can't defend himself from a couple of muggers? Like, she, she made him see himself, and he was, like, ashamed of himself, I guess. Like, seeing himself from, I don't know, a more... So Donnie does mention that Donnie does mention that Shredder seemed like losing the foot make made Shredder kind of lose his bravado. Yeah, like it broke so him like, essentially. Yeah, like like losing the foot broke him. And so that made sense to me. I guess I just kind of filled in the gap where he <laughs> was also an amnesiac. Because he yeah, does, he does works. literally act like that multiple points through the show. Well, he he gets like, beaten up by two muggers, like two mugger kids. He can't he can't fight them. Like if they get well, yeah, because then later he holds his own against like several rank warriors. Which yeah, is, yeah. Well, that's because he like being around the turtles, he soaks up the chi. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, honestly, I think I think what that really means is that we, we didn't really didn't need to worry about the rank or the dragons ever at all because. Uh, it's true. They're apparently yeah. just the most incompetent, you know, invasion force to ever be created. You know, like it's just a a guy that can get beat up by two muggers can beat but them up. So here's the canon. So Venus does the the mind stuff that damages his brain, and then he loses the foot. So he's dealing with that. He's in such trauma. He's suppressing those memories, right? And so he's just he's you know he's lost his will to live. He's getting mugged. Then. Dirty, hairy, creepy, he 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 rat man finds him and it starts reawakening him and he slowly awakens into Shredder again. All right. And and for the listeners at home, that is dirty, hairy with like <laughs> elephant eye, not two R. Yeah. Right, Clint, yeah. Clint Eastwood actually Clint was Eastwood. the, the yeah. Sioux actor for Splinter. <laughs> the Sioux <Yeah>. actor. <laughs> um, I didn't like that they imply that the only reason Shredder has been successful against the turtles is because he has a magic amulet. Like that kind of yeah, that like, seems weird. You know, seems that's such, a, that's such a weird. I mean, like I get it. It's it's a it's a cool MacGuffin to kind of introduce, and maybe that would have been a plot device like later on, like in a hypothetical season two. Yeah, but like it it, it, it does kind of change a lot of turtles history to imply that like shredder really only got into power because he stole the amulet or the shuriken from 
Yoshi. Yeah. I, I really think they just put that in there because they had no other way to get like the rank into this episode, you know? Yeah. And, and maybe, yeah. maybe, oh, sorry. I keep talking about this. So I was, <laughs> I was going to say like, you know, you could have, you could have had, you know, maybe, maybe they wanted to, you know, align themselves with shredder, you know, like drop the whole golden shuriken aspect and then just like have them want to find shredder to team up with him. Kind of, kind of like how Lord Drake did with uh shredder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing is like, I, I don't know. It seemed like it was building towards, you know, shred head redemption, but, but it, then it didn't do it in the episode. And I don't know. I was kind of disappointed. I mean, maybe it was supposed to happen in a season two, but I, I like a, a shred of redemption and then it didn't, it wasn't, I don't know. It never got around to it, I guess. Uh, yeah, it ends with him just like laughing with the shuriken, which just implies like, he was going to come back as an enemy, I guess. But yeah. which I think we need to talk about how bad that actor was. Yeah, yeah. it's not well, even it's incredibly annoying. And it, it at the the problem is is it's two actors. You have uh you have the Patrick Fawn who plays the uh who play like the physical actor there, and mm-hmm. then it's dubbed over by um another voice actor named Doug Parker. Mm. And it's like both halves of this, of this character are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That laugh right before the, the commercial break. Oh my God. I lost it. It was so bad. Yeah. You never have to hear it again though. Never have to hear it yeah. again. <laughs> What's what I do find interesting is that like, so this shredder actually, I'm going to save that for the next section, the next section, but, um, the- I like that. So, so Patrick Pond's uh, description on Turtlepedia is Patrick P. Pond is an actor and security guard. <laughs> like this guy has not done that much, and and, and gotta, I'm not making fun of a working actor, but it's just it's it's just that he's notable enough to have put security guard on on his resume. I, I feel like Turtlepedia has some like bones they're trying to pick. Or yeah, something. right. Also, like you could I'm sure you could go with like most actors like that aren't like always actively acting. I'm, I'm sure a lot of them have jobs. So No, they they do. And that, that's what I said. Like, I'm not making fun of an act like of a working actor. It's just funny that Turtlepedia specifically mentions that is like that he's a security guard in the same sentence as like this is the guy who played Shredder. <laughs> I that could be setting up his like uh gravitas as like a fighter and like someone dealing with crime. Because I, I I thought he did kind of he he did decent I thought I mean yeah like his physicality was there but it's like he it's it there's there's one point where uh when they're in the junkyard and he and um he's he's mad at, at Splinter for accusing him of taking the golden shuriken that he pulls out in the next like literally the next shot um he's reading off he's reading the script off camera and like he's looking <laughs> right straight. At cue cards like like splinter splinter is in front of him and he's looking off to the side yeah. and it's like it just it was just it's so it's so bad yeah it's one I'm of those episodes, in the past though it's one of those episodes where like there are some like good ideas swirling right in there and i feel like that makes it the most frustrating because like there are actually some good ideas swirling around in this but this show being this show just delivers the story very poorly. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, 
you know. I mean, because we see we I mean, we the trope of like a rehabilitated shredder, like it IDW's currently doing that. Yeah. And we know IDW sourced a lot of their ideas from this show. So I mean maybe. Uh, there's also a a good shredder in in volume four of Ninja Turtles that we never get answers. He's he's a Roku Yoshi. Uh hmm. he's in the Shredder Army. Uh, anyway, you'll you'll see him eventually. And never we never get answers exactly on more of who he is because then the series shortly ended afterward. But uh you know, so so like this idea of like a redeemed shredder kind of seems like it was bouncing around for a minute. And it's it's not a bad one. I like it actually a lot because Shredder getting a character arc as well. You know, that way you can even keep this character around that a lot of people you know that a lot of people love and want to see, but we can now move past him and have other things as well when you redeem him you know but yeah no, i don't know like that's definitely a story that would have come out of mirage you know mm-hmm. like that kind of redeeming your enemy if he was you know if, if you had the opportunity to and keith i'm so mad that you stole my joke still I mean, like, maybe. god i was building i was building i was so proud of it you guys hadn't picked it up until mm. <laughs> So I, I mean, I always was, I, I didn't realize it was going to accumulate into anything. I've just been I, I trying know. to say it I, for I was so yeah. I was so glad I kept it under the radar all this time. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> you my, stole it. My one last thing is there's that whole moment where like Splinter just starts laughing at the end. And he's just like, "My old rival's back." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like, I thought about? I thought he was going to reveal that he had swapped it. Yeah. But like no, I like because... the way he's laughing is kind of like <laughs> like that stupid idiot. I have it Maybe like, because his old enemy's trying to kill him again. Is plotting to kill him again? Like this is hilarious. Guy. Like is Splinter yeah. that thirsty for action? Yeah. Well, this is that... the Splinter that's that's fought him thousands of times. So, I mean, yeah, like he's probably he's probably you know missing <laughs> missing the action. Like, what does he do? He goes out and plays chess with his blind friend. But he was so like adamant about like we're gonna rehabilitate him. This is like good for your morality and everything. And then immediately like, oh boy, my sworn enemy's back and more powerful than ever. Like, yeah. It's like what the he hell? talks he talks about like he the tried. way of the the way of the green, and you're like, ooh, what's this mystical thing? And it's picking up trash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's cleaning, it's it's community service. And it's like I, I get it, like community service builds character, but it's not really rehabilitating character. That's kind of a punishment char- building character. Oh, yeah. I just, I'm so disappointed. Like the, the head cannon that I've had for 25 years was just so much better than this episode. <laughs> All right. On to 26. Who needs her? It's another freaking clip show. And we already talked about it. It's, it's another clip show, a second clip show and a show that only lasted for a season. I don't, I don't hate it that it's a, a clip, clip show. show. I hate that it's so like it's so like aggressively clipping itself. Like I could not follow what the plot was that was requiring them to like remember all this stuff. And it's like it wasn't until the end that I was like, oh yeah, they made Venus sad at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And I was just like this is it's it just it's so it, it just it's it assaults you the clips are are cut so fast and like it, it just it hurts to watch when well, half of them don't even make sense because they're like 
It'll be like, I remember that time she met the rank and it clips to her fighting the Foot Clan. Or like, remember how good she is at defending herself? Cut to her being locked in a safe. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> it doesn't like, make any yeah, sense. Well, like I mean, the, the safe that they're blow up, don't she even didn't make well, then they're also going to, like, go save her, and then she just, at the very end, just, like, shows up, like, oh, hey, guys. They're, they're sitting around trying to think of a plan, going, hmm. Think, yeah. think, 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 think. It's, you know, somehow kind of Venus escaped. Yeah, yeah somehow <laughs> Venus returned. Yeah. Uh, I also didn't, like, I didn't understand, like, did Splinter, because they, they're, like, trapped in a force field. Who knows, man? They just need to cut some time and like put this puppet with this bouncing ball, film yeah, it, add some like, sound effects. Yeah, no. I thought he was like sleepwalking at first because he's like Toro, Toro, and he's because he's like in his pajamas. Yeah, uh, he's and always it's like the, it's it's just it's this it's the weirdest scene because he like he walks up to the table and it, it's like he's like sleepwalking, and he and like you think the, the turtles are all like kind of freaking out and like watching him. And you think he's going to like pull the tablecloth off, like, you know, and everything's still going to be like, and the flowers are still standing like that kind of moment. And no, he, he just like flings everything on the table on the floor and pulls and pulls the tablecloth off. And, and the turtles still like clap. A, and the turtles still, still clap. clap like, it's not yeah. impressive. No. <laughs> and, then, and then like, and then he does this bullfighter routine and it's like, does he pull the force field off and like trap it in the tablecloth? Like, yes, I think that's the idea, but like, why did it leave them in the first place? Exactly. And then he's like wrestling with it and it's like the sped up footage. And then it's just really funny because he falls on like, he falls on this, on the cement floor and then he's being, and then it's like the force field is like pulling him across the floor. And then he's clearly on like, like a sliding mat. And then it cuts again and he's on a carpet or he's on a, he's on a rug, like an area rug. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was funny. All right. Are, are we good here then? Are we going to talk about the positives? I think so. Episode 24 sewer crash. Then um, the ski mask with the ninja mask was just so dumb. Yes, I, I thought it, but it was it was, it was funny. It made me laugh because it was yeah. so stupid. It made me laugh. That's something that they would have done in '87. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, he's got different versions of it too. Like he's got one that like yeah. goes over his mouth, and yeah, it's funny. It's so weird. Oh, I love the, the banana banana shouting. I thought that was hilarious when they just start. <laughs> Like, because at first it's even where it's like banana, banana, but then at a point they just both give up and they're just like saying banana as much as they can. <laughs> Reminds me of like Futurama when he's trying to get that monkey to either go to I'm, college or go back to the world. Banana, banana, banana. I'm genuinely surprised no one made an orange, you glad I didn't say banana joke. Oh, yeah. In the I'm show? genuinely yeah. surprised now that I, now that like I think about it. You're really going to diss the writers like that, man? Like, I'm you know, I, absolutely. I'm going to call them out. I'm going to call them out for it. You know, they're not. You know, they they're at least kind of. You know, they're they're at least original. I love that Donnie's uh, getting on chat rooms to talk with babes, which that is so accurate to that era. Like, I don't know what y'all were doing back then. That is, yeah, I was doing exactly the same thing. That is 100% accurate (laughs) to what we were doing on the internet at that time. And we probably were talking to, you know, 
giant uh, monkey men. Because <laughs> <laughs> this was this was like big AOL era and AOL instant yeah, messenger MSN chat room and chat room. Just like... I was never in MSN chat rooms. I was in AOL chat rooms. God, it's it speaks to a lot about the state of the world and like how clueless people were. You just had all these kids and teenagers just in chat rooms getting up to like all sorts of insane stuff. I mean, I didn't get, I obviously didn't like come to any harm, but man, like it was the wild, wild West of the internet back then. Like if you think the internet's wild now, like it was a, it was a magical time. It really was. You don't that's why, like, that's it's one of the few times I'm like thankful to be old because, like, it's it just like it's so hard to replicate something like that today. Well, I remember I remember reading this article this person wrote where they talked about how they missed the old internet where you had to search for things you wanted instead of just having everything handed to you and having the internet tell you what you want. You know, that's that's also true. Like, yeah. search yeah. engines mattered so much more because it's like that that's why like google was such a big deal because it's like wow this what this really works um because like yeah like you had to like it was hard to find stuff even Mm -hmm. like with it all at your fingertips yeah and like nowadays google will create its own results you know based on and now you're like like what results do I have? Like, which results are the most accurate for me? Whereas back then, it's like, can I get a result? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you're it's not like just like shuffling through ads; you're shuffling through everything. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, then on to enemy of my enemy. Um, a shredder that is like washed up and at his lowest point is actually pretty interesting. Like, like, like I said, yeah. like the the idea concept. that I had for this like washed up shredder who's amnesiac who wants to be who, who like they're going to rehabilitate but then he turns back to being evil like that was what I expected and it's like I got half of that here. Doesn't that happen like, in the 87 series by the way? Oh, I mean like Cowabunga Shredhead yeah. but like he's not being rehabilitated he's just they're just taking advantage of him pretending to be michelangelo i guess he is pretty washed up during the red sky season at that point especially if the technodrome is destroyed yeah he's uh, at a pretty low point but yeah, there, there is something about like shredder not in armor anymore just in like street clothes mm-hmm. just kind of broken inside like it is a good idea yeah, it was at least something new and i and i did like it for that reason I was yeah kind of like, All right, that's actually a cool idea you know having him i haven't seen shredder at this low of a point ever, you mm-hmm. know, so it's kind of interesting to see that. Yeah, because it is like, what does Shredder do when he's defeated and like he has no he has no gang anymore? He has no power. Yeah. Like, yeah, he well, has to get a like job. Him. Like, what what's going on? <laughs> it's like I've been saying this whole time. Like, what you what's written down on paper is great, but what comes out on screen is terrible. Like, this is yeah. one of those episodes, you know. Right. It's one and of then... those things that shows that like writing is more than just having a good idea. Yeah, uh, you know, it, more than just having a good idea, there, there's a whole lot more that goes into telling a story than that. And then the fact that he like he gets away and he's kind of reverted back to like being Shredder and he knows that he's powerful again, uh, like that really kind of makes me want to see where they would have gone with a season two. Yeah, you know, it, and have him rebuilding the up. foot. 
That's why it's like, did they know that it was over then, or because it seems when like I've they, read, they no, didn't. Yeah, yeah. From when I read, they, I don't even think they were really like told they were canceled. They just like weren't renewed, basically. Yeah, that's what I understand. Hmm. Yeah, because I think uh, I have to watch the Toy Galaxy video on this again. But I think he I, he mentioned that like the budget for like a planned season two was uh reallocated and that's how we got the knights of tiernanog show Mm. interesting yeah i mean i suppose like back then like if the toys weren't doing gangbusters and all that stuff they would have just decided it wasn't wasn't worth it anymore well i mean again also this this came out at the very end of turtle mania i don't think this i don't think this killed the turtles but it's like this was definitely the lowest point honestly people say that i don't think anything killed the turtles other than just yeah. kids getting older like yeah. think, yeah, just, it was just a franchise that didn't grow up with its audience yeah and it was kind of and i don't know how like i i think like this was kind of it was around the time where it's like this was the tail end of franchises that started and so like, mm-hmm. corporations hadn't pioneered the whole like soft reboot to keep it going it was just kind of like let's ride this in, until the horse collapses and it just naturally did that so people always say like oh team and t3 killed the series this killed the series it's not like you had all these just like rabid fans who were just eager for more content and they were like oh this is bad now i'm out it's just like as someone who was like around that time i, I don't know how old i was then but it's like you're a kid watching this and this and then suddenly you're like well, now I'm in junior high, I'm in high school, like, and back at that time, you really couldn't tell everyone, like, hey, I love watching cartoons, because they'd be like, yeah. let's get him. <laughs> yeah. Right. When I was in junior high, I didn't, I didn't go, you know, yeah. bother to tell people, hey, I love watching cartoons. Yeah. It's also so like, that this, point... this had already lasted longer than, like, every other franchise up to that point, right? Like, He-Man had been off the air forever, uh, Thundercats was flash in the pan compared to this, like... I think you're yeah, right. Like, it's kind of naturally, like just so wore itself out. Like, like yeah. the only thing that was kind of able to kind of come out of this era was Transformers, and that was because they had pivoted to Beast Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I like, think the other thing that the reboot, in a way, this show, like, I mean, did it like kill it? No, but did did it not keep its original fans? Yeah. Like, I think that because of the way it is, it feels very childish. Like you said, mm-hmm. they kind of are growing up the next new thing is out and is and is popular and is cool and so at this point like you've got this like not very good live action show that doesn't feel like old enough for older audiences but it you know yeah who knows if you're yeah. catching on to like, right, the next new kid kid thing the last like three seasons three or four seasons of 87 was like much more mature than this yeah so. and like I think the more accurate term, and instead of killed it, people should use is it failed to revive it or keep it going. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's what was on the table then. Like, you have this, it's already dying. And so that's why, like, Red Sky, they're like, let's do this. And it's like, nope. And then it's like, here's a new show, People of Power Rangers. And they're like, mm. You do wonder, though, like, if somebody else other than Sabin would have been giving the show. Don't, I mean, nobody yeah, else don't, wanted it. Saban. Saban. Come on, that joke's gold. Saban. No, <laughs> I, I also think, like, because the three of us know Saban, but Spencer doesn't. I gotta think there was there was some commercial or something where they said Saban, and Spencer's never got I've never, that. You know? I've never yeah. heard that. 
ever. Yeah. I've never had to refer to Saban. <laughs> yeah, you've only ever read it, which never be embarrassed about uh, mispronouncing a word because it means you've read it. There you go. It's yeah. like I had a friend who thought Hermione was Hermione, and I'll never, <laughs> I'll never. <laughs> Uh, there was this book I remember reading as a kid where I thought the main character's name was Sabine. It was Sabine. Uh, it wasn't like <laughs> Star Wars. It was, it was like... Uh, I love like stuff like that. The gateway yeah. to that stuff is the best. And you don't know until you're talking to people and they're like, what are you, insane? Yeah. Like, it's, well, it's it's facade, not facade. Come on. <laughs> that's, like, that's like people who... That's like you when think, you hear how a Pokemon's name is pronounced in the show. Yeah, oh, yeah. it just yeah. breaks your brain because you're like, you're well, like yeah. what? <laughs> I mean, that I remember like, like, for me. that Colonel and Colonel were two different things at one point. Oh, I'm, I'm, that still goes through my head thing. all the time. Like, yeah, yeah like time. I read it Colonel, but like I, I know it's not pronounced that way. But like, yeah, you're just like stupid language. We should just change the spelling. This is yeah. All right. Who needs so, her? <laughs> yeah. It was so, the last episode. Oh, because, <laughs> yeah, I'm because glad it's done. Weren't, because there weren't any more episodes after this, all right? You got to think about it. In this, tur- in this episode, the turtles learn to accept and be nice to Venus. And because of the last episode, like, that's actual character growth. It's permanent. Like, they... That's true. They, act, they well, never go back on it. And love I mean, they, and, do they really learn anything though they, you know they did because they were like oh they man. don't like a pop tour like I, I i kind of it's kind of a low bar for the turtles to like mm. stop yeah. harassing her like you know what you've really grown because you're no longer harassing her in this moment they don't really well, like they, apologize it is growth They're, you know they, 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 they're not... <laughs> the most minor, it's, like... it's, it's the growth that these turtles are capable of. Yeah, <laughs> like I stopped stealing your lunch money at school one day. You know, that's it's like, you know what? Though. He's you really grown. One's pretty low. <laughs> he's, they, they, he's grown, you know? Like that's better, that's better than stealing the lunch money, you know? I guess. Look at, look at the glass half full here. <laughs> uh... What's this? That's, what is a, a that's how I'll always remember them. Is they grew their their character growth? Yeah, oh, they they all need community service. These are all scoundrels. Yeah. All, all right, right. So guys. I check this out. So I did some digging. I was looking around oh, Turtlepedia, and I think it was the Dragon Lord uh, entry said that there was an ending to this, an ending to his story. So I did some digging, went to the old Wayback Machine, went on NinjaTurtles.com, and found that, yes, there is an ending to Dragon Lord's story. This, the, the, each of the turtles would like write their own letters of what was going on after the show ended. And Venus's section was called Venus's Venerations. And April 21st, 1999, you can go online and find this. I'll send what you guys the, What's the source of these? Like, what, like where, do they, where do they get them from? Or? What's that? Like, you said, like, like, where you got it from, but, like, what's the origin of, like, these letters? This was on the Ninja Turtles website. Like, someone at Mirage was so, writing these. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically what happens is Leo, Venus, Michelangelo, and Splinter travel to China where Dragon Lord is attacking the rest of the remaining Shinobi. 
Um, they're able to uncover some sort of magical box. Leonardo leads the Shinobi in a war against the Rank and Dragon Lord, which allows Michelangelo to get in close enough with that box, and he uses it to suck in the Dragon Lord and all the Rank, kind of like that mirror at the beginning of the show. Then all the Shinobi put his spells on the box to keep it sealed, um, and the box is buried in the Shinobi Temple under like four tons of rocks. So it ends with Dragon Lord being put back into a prison, which is kind of cool. You notice that Don and Raph weren't around. Donatello, at the same time, he's got his own letters section. He was off on an adventure with uh, Savanti Romero and Renette to save the time stream. And Raph was doing his own thing. He was organizing the remaining forces of the Foot Clan into Clan Psy, which is really cool. But then uh, he loses control to the Shredder. They all, they all revert back to the Shredder when the Shredder comes back. Huh. Really cool I'm stuff. sorry. Savanti Romero and Renette were going to be in the next mutation. It's weird because, like, when you read through these letters, Venus also mentions like babysitting Shadow and stuff. So I, I, I don't. I think they were going to like like one big continuity or something. I don't really know. I didn't or yeah, I feel like they just there, like but... they thought it would just be fun to like. If I, we yeah, can... I I don't yeah, think probably. that's. I think that's like. That's like a word of God kind of ending. I don't think that's any some something that like they would have actually done in the show because there's no way. Yeah, they or like Saban had because didn't Saban have like Casey and April planned? I've heard that, yeah, yeah, the rumor was that they were supposed to be in season two, or at least April was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that makes sense. Like with the direction they were taking with Shredder, I I do like the Mirage endings better though. Oh yeah, what yeah if we absolutely. Get, like, because you have actual comics. like writers who know the turtles. <laughs> you know, kinda... a, a next mutation comic where they just like re redid it, kind of like not unlike how they're doing like the eighty seven comics, but what if they just like took another crack at it? Yeah. The thing is, I wonder. I wonder if Mirage, like at Mirage, they had the plan to have Raph take over the foot. And that's why they also had that going on in like the image run. Like some of the image run, I think they were taking some notes from Mirage and and mm-hmm. incorporating them into the story. I honestly, the idea of Raph like kind of taking over the foot is a cool idea. I mean, we now get to see it with Splinter in the IW comics, which is also awesome and a cool change of status quo. I don't know. I, I kind of like the... I don't know, I like that. It's an, it's interesting. It's a new direction. Anyway. Yeah, it was interesting. I, I don't know who wrote it. I know Dan Berger was the webmaster for a lot of years, so it could have been him, but kind of cool. Yeah. That is pretty Mikey's missives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all they all have terrible names. Oh man. So that so that's it. We, yeah. we did it. That that was the next mutation, guys. Like what was what was the highlight of this show for you guys? That's you know, I, I think being able to definitively put a pin in this and say, like, I've watched it all and like I can recall it all now. Like it's it's no longer like a thing I remember from my youth only like this is now yeah. something that I think, like you know, the four of us can say, like, we've definitively gone through this as best as academically as possible. <laughs> Yeah, for I, I would, me, I, it's fair to say that it was critically panned. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think we can all definitively I think we can all definitively agree that this is probably the worst TMNT content to ever exist. Official official content. Yeah, 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 for I, sure. And you know what's what's crazy is like how 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 much flack Venus gets. And how much she is not the problem in this show. I was going to say that. Yeah, Yeah, that's why I was was going. Like, she is not the worst part of this show. 
by she's a, one of the by, best a parts. by a wide margin, she is not the best, the the worst part of the show. <laughs> like, yeah, like she's she's actually like I would I would go as far to say she's the best part of the show. Like, you know, she's she's the POV character, like to this weird world. She's not and, a like, hole. <laughs> she's not she's not a jerk. Like, you know, she she's genuinely just kind of trying to learn how how things work yeah. and she opens them up to this like mystical side of storytelling is, yeah. she brings in like the mystical stuff and the vampires with her heart like with the heart and everything else. yeah uh, like, I, I think that was the highlight of this series was the the von me episodes von me yeah, yeah I, I think that trilogy was the best one like, me as an as annoying as like her and her little sidekicks were like i think she she was definitely the best villain that we've that we've seen yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I think that one was probably my my favorite of the story arcs in the show. For me, the highlight, um, it was, and I remember it back then too. Uh, just having more live action turtles was just super cool. Um, and as a team and T three fan, it was fun to see like that sewer set. And I think the costumes are actually really good. Um, like given like the budget or lack of budget they have, I think they actually did like a phenomenal job. Like, yeah. Cause like yeah. for a TV budget, well too. yeah, for a TV budget, like they're not bad suits. Like they're amongst the better, you know, Power Rangers esque suits. I mean, they're better than we wish you a turtle Christmas, <laughs> and and the coming out of their shells tour suits. They're better true, than both. True. So it's wow. not like they're the, the worst turtle suits Christmas suits are so horrific. Oh, they are. <laughs> just nightmare fuel. Are we going to revisit that this year? It's been it's yeah. been a yeah, while. We are yeah. coming up on our Christmas episode. <sighs> I, I don't know. I, oh, I, I feel like we don't. La, 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 la. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, Turtles maybe forever. Maybe. They do like an annual showing of that. Uh, and yeah, just that. Tell they're sick of it. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, talk about some news, guys. Whoa. This is April O'Neil of Channel 6. Who's going first? Cody, go with the toy news. So in toy news today, kind of sparse, but NECA um, announced that there was a there was a video with Ben Bishop showing off the Leonardo Last Ronin figure, and uh, they said in their text that this figure, along with some others, we're not sure who exactly, maybe Raph, Karai, Footbot, who knows, some Last Ronin figures are going to be up on their website, NECA store, uh, December 5th. 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're listening to this now, that's today. So check their website. I think it's what NECA Store Online. Uh, store.necaonline.com. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, those the last Ronin figures are some of in in my mind one of the absolute best lines in figures. Certainly some of NECA's best they've ever done. So super excited to finally. I don't know if it's a pre-order or if Leo's ready to go. It seems like this batch of Ronin figures are ready to go because we've seen like shots of Raph, Karai, Football all in their boxes and Leona's box. So I have a feeling it should be in our hands. Well, soon, they, they so. yeah, they they should be dropping soon. Uh, Karai and Karai the Footbot and Raph um, have all been available to pre-order. I pre-ordered them months ago. Um, Leo is the first new one that we haven't had a chance to pre-order yet. Also, they uh, revealed that there's a variant of Rav called the First to Fall, which is that's the 
which is the one that had like the arrows stuck in him that we saw yeah that was in the toy photo shoot magazine. months ago yeah the, in the toy collector magazine um so they reveal that that's going to be a separate figure along with the raft that's currently coming out uh but we don't have any pre-order information on that one so that might be one of the other figures that you're talking about yeah, because they said, like, in their text, um, it said, like, along with some others. So, yeah, December 5th, Turtle Tuesday. I guess we should know Turtle Tuesdays if they're going to drop cool stuff. That's what Yeah, because I mean, they haven't done, like, Turtle Tuesday reveals in a long time. So it's kind of cool that they're doing this again. Yeah, it seems like the, the figure pipeline has kind of caught up and they need to start, like, actually putting stuff out. Because it's, yeah. <laughs> I assume it's kind of backlogged. I mean, I'm okay with them taking a little break, but... It has been a, it has been a while since the last Ronin figure toy line has gotten a new figure. Like I think the last one was the Sinjas. Uh, yeah. So, so it'll be it'll be nice to pump some pump some gas into that toy line because I mean because we have so many designs that haven't been revealed yet. Like we have we we know that Hiroto's coming, but we haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, and like so. the white Sinjas. And Might I mean, be. we know we know that you know Grammy April, Grammy April. So yeah, I'm excited for that one. Um, so yeah, so more to come with the uh, last Ronin toy line. Uh, speaking of another toy line, Spencer's got some toy news this week. The Playmates 2003 figure reissues are being spotted in Targets. I've seen all sorts of posts of people picking them up. That is incredibly exciting. I cannot wait to. Probably, you know, maybe, maybe get myself, you know, some that are, will just remain carded. Who see? Who knows? We'll see. I mean, that's fair because I did give you my original ones from 2003. You, you did. I, and, and I gifted those to back, you. If I, if I buy these and you do want them back, <laughs> I, I will give them back. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I don't need them. Uh, so why don't you give them to your child? Will do. And, and, and but that, not the small pieces because the, yeah, they can yeah. swallow those. Oh, I, I know. She, <laughs> she will be a little bit older before she gets the uh, the small pieces. Gotcha. But uh, I mean, I you know I, I mess with them myself. So, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of cool. And uh, I you know it also just makes me more excited for the the Super Seven ones that are supposed to be coming. And, and I was just thinking about it as we were talking about like distant future turtles, like with the last Ronin. What if we get like same as it never was turtles from Super Seven? Honestly, like if they don't try and do same as it never was turtles, they're really dropping the ball on. on that would it. be really cool. I want. I mean, I want Leo with Matrix glasses and a trench coat. I want Matrix Leo. Like that's just just give me Matrix Leo from Same as It Never Was. Spencer, you need to hit up Kyle Wadiga on Instagram and just start peppering him. I'll just be like, stuff. all right, guys, these are these are the things. It'd be like uh, these are the things you need. Uh, be like God, um, that gift of like, let me in, let me. In. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him, I'll give him a bunch of really good ideas, and I'll just couch Nano in there for him to make it. In. <laughs> no, how dare, how dare you? We were having such a good time tonight. No, uh, a Super Seven Nano figure would be awesome. Uh, actually, it I'm would, with, it would. I'm with Spencer on that. Yeah, we should. We don't know exactly when we're going to see them, but uh, based on like the way they've talked on podcasts and stuff, we could be getting an announcement or like a look at those. Fairly soonish, I would think. Maybe before the end of the year is my guess. Oh, oh. I can't wait. I want to see that. Uh, All right. In miscellaneous news, Keith, you want to do that or? I'm okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, 
In miscellaneous news, the Kickstarter for the RPG Turtles and Other Strangeness uh, finished just the other day uh, with a whopping $1.2 million, almost uh, $1.3 million, so way above the original goal of $250,000. So huge congratulations to everyone at Palladium and all the people that are... uh, like helping out with the book um, as kind of a bonus, they unlocked all of the stretch goals for everybody. Uh, Cause we definitely weren't going to hit that last one, uh, which was 1.4 million, but they were kind enough to just be like, you know what? We're throwing it in. Well, well yeah, also they also that. said they fully expect like between like the backer upgrades and like add-ons, they fully expect to like get oodles more. So yeah. yeah. So like fantastic for everybody. Um, you know, everybody involved, uh, I'm excited. So I'm going to raise my pledge, uh, cause I did what we, uh, what they suggested to us in our interview. If you listen to that, uh, back it at a lower tier, you know, just so you can get through the holidays and then before the deadline raise it to a higher one, if you want yeah, some of the more like stuff, a couple of weeks, that stuff will start like opening up. So, well, and there's the surprise stretch goal of just like this deck of playing cards. It's just going to have art. From, yeah. it's just gonna have art on it, and I, I don't know. I collect playing cards, so I am decks of playing cards. So I'm like I I, those are really weirdly cool. excited for this. <laughs> so speaking of speaking of great art, uh, they as kind of a reward for everybody did a live stream with uh, some people that are working on it, including Sophie Campbell, um, mm-hmm. who that was really funny because like I've never seen her talk. I like I've heard her before, but it was just I've never never seen her talk. Oh, really? There's been, there was a few, back during like 2020, there was a few online panels that she was in. I remember watching oh, man. those. But, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, but it was, it was a really cool panel. Um, yeah, they, they went over a ton of stuff, uh, revealed a lot of cool art. Uh, you can go check that out on Palladium's YouTube channel, um, which we'll, we've shared, but we'll, we'll link to again. Um, but yeah, just incredible. Uh, I got nothing else to say. Like I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm excited that it's happening. I'm, I mean, it was revealed, it was received so well, uh, by everybody. You know, yeah, just, it's just the fact that it hit, well. you know, 1.3 million, basically. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm rereading my old copy so that I can uh, practice being a GM at least a little bit before we bring this onto the show to play. Uh, for an episode. <laughs> oh, oh, I finally convinced my wife to play a game that I'll run. So nice. Yeah. She's, she's going to, she's going to play a carnival Barker mouse named Charles E cheddar. Uh-huh. Oh boy. So uh, just they the did say they're going to open a poll for new animals to add. Yeah. Yeah. That was some of the stretch goals. So there's going to be three new animals to add that are going to be voted on by, by the backers. We've awesome. all agreed to add fish. We're all voting for fish. Are we? I need to be a fish, fish man. We're fish. all voting for fish. Also, late breaking news: oh, Mike has agreed to buy miniatures for the whole podcast. Thank you, Mike. Oh, did I? Uh huh. Mm, I don't think that's anywhere you, on. It was last it was night. You, you I don't deleted, think that's anywhere yeah. in the recorded episode. On, you so. did it on Vanish mode in Instagram. Oh. I, I screenshotted it. God, did you? I'd love to see yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, So so if you've missed out on the, uh, if you missed out on the Kickstarter, uh, there will be retail copies available. 
um, through like your local uh, gaming shops and um, I think on the Palladium store as well. Uh, but those will be different covers than what was offered through the Kickstarter. There, there is like a retail cover. Um, so all you've, you did miss out on all the exclusive stuff. Uh, but you didn't miss out on it because they're reprinting it and that's just cool. Yeah. So, so now, you know, after, after this RPG comes out, uh, the show is just going to become these guys having to play <laughs> through my fan fiction that I'm going to write. Uh, well, don't worry, because, <laughs> don't worry gonna... because we've got, uh, until sept- at least September of 2024. So we got a while before oh, wow. we get to that point. That just means that, but yeah, that's the estimated delivery date and craft a compelling narrative. Yeah, I've just got a I've just got a homebrew agent bishop uh <laughs> and and then, you know, the entire battle nexus. You know, it, don't worry, it's all coming together. It's all coming together. Awesome. Homebrew nano, you know, he'll be in there. Uh, just you just you have to keep you have to keep getting it in there. Oh man. All right, well Spencer, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're going to keep covering those mini series that the the turtles had during the 2000s. So we'll be covering Michelangelo's, which is uh, hey, the third know, kind. Up. The third kind. Yes, that's what it's called. Well, awesome, because that is another short story that I've never read. So looking forward to that. Uh, if you guys are also looking forward to that, let us know somewhere on the Internet what you thought. Uh, Ninja Turtle Power Hour on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Blue Sky and TikTok. All right, guys, that's our show this week. Thank you again so much for listening. And until next time, Cowabunk Dudes. Certified, certified. Ninja full. Banana. (laughs) Genius. I, I don't think I can do that. Maybe maybe we will dig up the. Uh, if I have to like kidnap and, Spencer uh, and like tape his eyelids open to watch it, I'll do it. I'll do it for the. <laughs> I've cast. already watched it. I already seen it. We, maybe we'll dig up the. Ah oh, man, this is all gonna be cut out. But maybe, maybe we will dig <laughs> no, up the, uh, the tells the TMNT Christmas issues. But like the the only one that was in like the list of the ones that we had, and I read it man, it was like so bad and it could not fill a whole episode. And I was just like, yeah, it like... was one of those things that was towards the end of like tells the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when like no one was definitely quality checking any of these guest writers and artists stuff. Like whoever just kind of got to to write on Ninja Turtles or do a comic book. I think it was called like, it might have been called Violent Night or something like that. But it was <laughs> like just the most like gratuitous I don't know. It's just like, oh yeah, there's there's hookers and and you know guys with guns shooting people <laughs> and there's like no words. And hookers. Is that the and one with the gritty, Raphael? That's the dark gritty mirage I'm looking for. Is yes. that the one with Raphael like delivering the baby to Karai? No, I don't think it's. Okay. I don't think it is that one. That actually sounds interesting. Like Violent yeah. Night was like, or whatever it was called was maybe it was just called Silent Night. It might have just been called Silent Night because there was no words uh, in the whole comic book. 
the whole issue. Uh, I don't know. I, I'd have to look at it again. I just remember reading it and being like, there's not enough substance here to like do an episode on it. And it's not even that good. I don't want that to be our Christmas episode. It's just being like, here's an issue that's just so bad. It's bad, guys. Here, here well, there's also multiple Christmas <laughs> issues and episodes. There are. You can, like there, cobble them all together. There are. I don't want to cover the Christmas IDW issues out of order, but we could cobble up all of the Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Christmas issues because there are volume two ones because there are multiple. Yes. Uh, or what if we skip so straight I, to 2003 Christmas episode? There we go. Because I want to, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm just <laughs> anal about covering things in order. <laughs> so, Spencer, I am thinking the same comic that you're describing. It's it's just called it Silent on, Night. It's issue yeah, it 40 is of Tales of the TMNT Volume 2. And I know this yeah. because this is one of the first issues I bought of Tales Volume 2. And oh, really? It's, it's yeah, it, the quality control you're talking about. If you look at the cover, like it clearly was drawn smaller and then blown up because it's like grainy. But yeah. the physical print is grainy. It is, is just Ooh. bizarre. Because so. <laughs> yeah, at some point, Peter Laird had confessed to the fact that at a certain point, he had confessed to, yeah, in, in volume two, that he had no longer even read a lot of those issues. <laughs> like, like They were just getting made, you know? Like he, he, he didn't care anymore. People wanted to be right on this. And it was just a way, I think, to let people who wanted to get into creating comics create. And, and so a lot of I don't know. I feel like a lot of some some of it's gems and some of it not so much. Uh, yeah, this is around the same time as a uh, swan song, the one with uh, Leonardo marrying Radical. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the next issue. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, like I said, there just seems like there was a very wide uh, variety of. It's, it's like the guest era, pretty much all over again. Um, but now you have people who grew up that were fans of the turtles doing it and you know them remembering things as being edgier than they were because it is edgy when juxtaposed against what the 87 cartoon is but like at the end of the day if you go back and look at it outside of that context it's like okay actually it wasn't that insane like it's it's sure like yeah themes of vengeance are dark and and people talk about them like they're like frank miller comics like you're reading sin city or something yeah. yeah like like the turtles are just chopping off heads left and right. And it's like, no, like, like they're straight up in, in, uh, the, the issue, the survivalists issue where like they, they fight the, the far right extremist terrorist guys. Um, like splinter stops Raphael from killing the guy. He's like, don't, don't, don't drown that man. You know? So it's not like they're just go out there and just kill whoever, whenever, you know, anyway, uh, it's, it is one of those like misconceptions. It, anyway, we're we're yeah, off on yeah. like deep tangent at this point, but that's fine. That's it. Leave it all. Leave it all in. But this is move this to bonus content. content. Move yeah, this to bonus content since we didn't record any. Yeah. Deep tangent is the title of my third spoken word album. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but 